This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast and the flagship podcast of the dynastyfootballfactory.com and proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And I know what you're thinking. Memphis, it's Tuesday. The show comes out on Wednesday, and you're damn right. There will be a show on Wednesday. Uh, got another very special guest then. But tonight, I had made arrangements to talk with longtime friend of the show, and actually what's become a pretty good friend personally, and that's G, Greg of the Aussie guys. Just an amazing guy, and, and that's been my favorite part of this quote-unquote dynasty journey is making new friends, and, and G most certainly fits that bill. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the record button. We'll talk about it. We'll give you some instant draft reactions. Uh, he and I were in a rookie draft that just ended earlier this afternoon. Six-round, IDP, Superflex. Tight end premium, and not only is it tight end premium, but you must start too. So it created some interesting draft picks for both he and I. And I'm also in the middle of another Dynasty rookie draft with Tyler and the gang over at the DHH and the Podfather and you know just a bunch of guys. And, and that one's taken some real interesting turns. I'll try to get into a little bit of both of those. But really, it's just going to be me and G talking football, G and I. Does that sound right? Proper English when G... But anyway, um, before I get into all that and bring G into the show, I want to make sure that I mention our new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Trophy Smack. Now, Trophy Smack makes some of the best trophies in all of fantasy and dynasty. If you're looking to get something to spice your league up, these things aren't that expensive for a few bucks per owner. Everybody chips in and you can get some, some really cool stuff. But to celebrate... The NFL Draft Week from now through May 2nd, May 2nd is Thursday, if you make any purchase on Trophy Smack of a trophy, you will be entered to win an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey. Now, how to do that? Pretty simple stuff. Go to either our Twitter handle or our Instagram handle, both at Dynasty Warzone. Find the link to Trophy Smack in our bio, buy any trophy, and you are entered to win. The only caveat is, is that you have to be through checkout, through payment, not shipped. It's not going to get to your house by then, by the time that you hear this. But you got to get through checkout by end of the day, May 2nd, and you'll be entered to win that Saquon Barkley jersey. You can also use our promo code. Our promo code is DWZRING. You can add a ring to your order. Put in that promo code, and the ring's free. You're just paying for the trophy. Man, they've got a ton of cool stuff over there. they got a, a perpetual trophy where the top comes off, and every year the base passes around from owner to owner. Uh, you can get engraved plates to put on the, the trophy and buy a new top every year. And again, for just a few bucks per owner, you can literally have a really cool trophy. And when you get that ring, you know, we're just getting ready to start the 2019 season. Nobody has to know where that ring, you know, came from. You can take that thing, throw it on your desk at work, 
You know, put it on your mantle above your fireplace. People ask you, hey, where, where did you get this fancy ring? I won my Dynasty League. I won my Fantasy League. Nobody has to know. Your neighbor that doesn't play, he just thinks that you know a lot about Dynasty. The downside to that is, is you'll be helping draft his team in August. But anyway, make sure you go over there, buy a trophy, be entered to win a jersey if you do it before May 2nd, enter in DWZ ring, and let them know that we sent you. And one other thing, they have other stuff too, like belts, uh, I love the belts. They have shame trophies like with unicorns and other stuff that you can also pass around. They've also got some really, I guess, funny and hideous temporary tattoos that you can make the losers of your league wear. We'll get into all that as we kick off our Dynasty Warzone listener leagues. But I'm a big fan of the belt. I'm leaning belt, but I don't know. But anyway, that's enough of the commercial. It's time to bring our on my man G. Uh, let's get him on the show. All right, welcoming back to the war zone for the first time in a while, and this guy's more than a guest. This guy's a friend. He and I have these conversations all the time, and I told him, "I'm well, like, I'm just going to hit the record button, uh, be a fly on the wall between a conversation between myself and G, G of the Aussie guys. How you doing tonight, buddy? Memphis Randers, how are you? I call you Memphis. Sometimes I call you Randers. It's just whatever you know takes my fancy. Mate, I'm I'm good, man. I'm great to be on. Uh, just at work today. Um, and I, I have realised that, and contrary to what people say, mate, the client isn't always right. Uh, when you're the boss, the client doesn't always <laughs> ha- have to be right. Sometimes the client is wrong, but it's all yep. in, in, in how you how you do it. So you and I had planned on talking. You and I just yep. wrapped up a six round, and, and I mentioned it in the in the open. This is one of the crazier formats that I personally take part in. It's full IDP. We start ten defensive positions. We start uh, 10 offensive positions. It's super flex, and you have to start two tight ends on top of being tight end premium. Would, would you say this is one of your more unique scoring and lineup formats? Uh, more so because this is one of the only league that I actually have to pay to play. Um, I, don't, I don't play in leagues for money, um, uh, which I'm not going to complain about. So, you know, I, I took out this, this inaugural season of this league last year, so that was great to uh, – to put that money in the pocket. The only problem is because I'm not <laughs> not within the United States, it's very hard to get the money out of your country, Randers. Um, that, that's the way America works. <laughs> it, 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 we, yeah. we, we'll, we'll take all of yours and make it very hard to get some of ours. But, but, but no, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you went all offense in this draft. Now, I, I had to go I a little, a little bit of a little bit of defense. But before we get into our individual drafts, because the reason why I want to share them is because we've been doing a lot of mock drafts on the regular Wednesday show. But it's one thing to, to do mock drafts when there's nothing on the line, no skin in the game. But it's quite the other when you're fresh out of this NFL draft and, and, and the, the, the ammo is real, if you will. So but before we get into that, you're, a, you're an Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons fan. And yes. I, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on my, one of my favorite, not only running backs, but one of my favorite players, Devonta Freeman. They drafted mm. two. They drafted two big offensive linemen for him. Uh, they did two pick, big run blockers, mate. They they they, they, they picked up a, a running back. I think it was in the fifth round. A young man out of Pittsburgh. I don't remember his last name. I believe his name's Quandre or something to that I'll effect. I have to look him up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was not on the pre-draft no. watch list. I'm going to go back uh, and, and find all I can on him. He came out of Pitt. So what do you think about those two big run blockers? And if you're a Devonta Freeman owner, are you feeling really good about that right now? Oh, mate, it's, it's fantastic. I reckon it's great. Um, 
look, we, we have been a little bit sparse along the offensive line and, and to get, and, and especially for two run blockers, if you have Devontae Freeman, as I do in this league that we play in together and didn't get to use him at all last year, um, I reckon it's fantastic, not only for him, but for Edo Smith, that sort of pinball sort of back for the Falcons. Um, I, I, I just reckon it's a really good move. It's not, I don't know what they're like as pass blockers, but um, when I look them up, because I'm not across the offensive line, um, you know, across the draft as, as a whole, um, I concentrate more on you know, the the, uh, the receivers, running backs and guys like that. Um, and to find out that they're both run blockers uh, was great. I think one of them's uh, his arm's a little bit short, so it might be the, be the old little T-Rex going on there, but... Uh, you make that up in in ferocity in, in the in the way that you play. So uh, look, I, I'm I'm wrapped uh, for the Falcons, and you also got to protect your biggest asset, obviously, which is um, which is uh, Matty Ryan. Um, but as a if you're a Freeman owner, mate, yeah, uh, you'd be very happy. And I am. I actually picked up a couple of shares of Devonta Freeman and, and Jerry, my my normal co-host on the Dynasty Warzone. He's also a big Devonta Freeman fan. Now I'll get into my Colts draft. I mean, they didn't really do a lot. Oh. We're, we're, we're going to talk about one guy that you that you drafted here in just a little bit when we talk about yep. our, our individual teams. But I, I, it's weird. So it, it's very hypocritical. But I'm honest about my hypocrisy. Uh, in the past, when you know the 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 pundits, the national, the Mel Kuypers, and the the Todd McShays and the guys like, oh, the Colts didn't do very good in the draft. You're like, you don't know what you're talking about. But then when they hit, when they heap praise on on your team's draft and say it was one of the top three in the draft, you're like, you're damn right, McShay. You called that one right. <laughs> so, but, but, but I, I I really like the, the the corner they drafted out of Temple, Rocky Asin. Um, mm-hmm. They added a lot of linebackers. I don't know if they're switching to a, a three four because. Some of these linebackers are, are pass running guys. They're, they're, they're fast guys. But uh, around here, we say in Ballard, we trust. And that's Chris Ballard, the Colts GM. You know, he traded back, patented Chris Ballard move. He moved around a bit, but um, we're going to get into our teams and we'll talk about your, we'll talk about your, your, your first two picks. So your, your first two picks at 112 and 113, you went Justice Hill <laughs> and uh, Hakeem oh. Butler. G- give me a little insight yep. into uh, to those two guys. Uh, well, I, I copped a little bit of flack on uh, one of the guys out of league, Shane uh, Helm, but um, he, he put up the, uh, the first round of our of our draft, and mate, I I was butchered in regards to my my hill pick, especially over uh, DK Metcalf. Um, uh, Jake, I, you probably know. I, his I do. Possibly. It's, it's, it's a it's Jake, and, <laughs> good good friend. Jake is a, is a great guy. Yeah. He's in a couple of leagues with me as well. He is not only a great person. He is a, a a writer and a podcaster for the DLF family of podcasts and and articles. But he is a yep. DK Metcalf truther deluxe. So yeah, he he gave me a little bit a bit yeah. of a little, yeah, can, little bit of grief. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me, a, he gave me a little bit. He gave me a fair bit, so I answered him back. And uh, look, not mate. There's there's sarcasm in, in was in my response. And like, if you worry about what people put up on you on Twitter or say about you, I've, I got bills to pay. I got a family. Just you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't know the guy for all. I know he's living in his basement. He's forty five years old and eats pizza and milkshakes and never leaves the joint and still at his parents' place. I have no idea. He might not have a life. But, no, we, we got talking afterwards uh, just uh, personally on a, you know, uh, DM or whatever people call it, the chat. And, mate, great, great guy. 
uh, spoke it out. He's going to come on. He's going to come on the Aussie Guys podcast. So uh, which would be great. We'll get him on with you. We'll, uh, we'll hash all this stuff out on air. Yeah, I, I, I here's the thing. I, they're not going to hear this by the time that this drops, but uh, Izzy Alcafast, he's been on your show, uh, one of the founders and co-hosts of the Dynasty Trade yes. Calculators podcast. He's yeah, currently on point. the he's currently on the clock in, in another league that I'm in the middle of uh, rookie drafting, in, and, and Justice Hill's there, and I'm trying to trade up to yes. to get that pick. I, I like Justice Hill. I mean, once you got past Sanders in Philadelphia and Jacobs yeah, yeah. in Oakland, this whole running back's a, a, a dice throw. But, I mean, who's there Who's there that, that, that Justice Hill can't compete for reps with? I mean, Kenneth Dixon's always hurt. I know because I'm the president of his fan yes. club. Well, I'm like the vice president because A.J. is the actual president. A.J. is the president. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, Gus Edwards and, and Mark Ingram. And I, I love Mark Ingram, but, you know, he's missed game for suspension. He's missed games for injury. And if you go back to some of the mock drafts, I like Justice Hill. So if that was your guy, and I, I'm, I'm looking at your roster, and you do have two studs up front in Ezekiel Elliott, Devonta Freeman, and you're a very smart man. You have Ito Smith there as a hedge. But you could you, you, you needed some running back depth behind that. And I oh, think I ju- ju- Justice Hill is going to get meaningful reps. So you would say that fit your roster. Yeah, look, look Randers, what, what I tried to look at when I was – drafting my team and I've looked at the running backs this year is because there's so many you can put in that pile together and there's a lot of running backs I thought in this year's uh, draft and look I I think I looked at about uh, maybe 32 guys roughly around there Um, there's a lot of guys on this in this draft that if they don't have uh, a whole block they they they're going nowhere. They're going where there's a, there's a lot there's not a lot of quick guys out there. Um, so what I tried to do was just try and look at at guys that can that can get do stuff on their own. If 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 creases close, holes disappear. Um, they're quick enough, and they have they have the move to do it on their own. Um, and that, that's one reason I like really like Justice Hill. And in, in our draft that we did, the guys that I liked um, at the top of the board that everybody had, Josh Jacobs and 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 Sanders, they'd already gone. So, and the next group of guys were like, yeah, okay, no, I, I need someone who can do something on their own, especially in the lineup that I've got, um, especially with the team that he fell with, you know, with Lamar Jackson and the way that offense is going. That you want guys that once they're in space. Um, they're going to make the moves. And if you look at Justice Hill, mate, some, some of the moves that he does, like like he'll do three moves off three steps in three different directions. And he accelerates out of all three of them. Um, catches really well out of the backfield. And look, mate, if he has to carry the ball up the middle, he'll carry the ball up the middle. He'll do that. It's not his game, but he'll do it. And now we saw someone who, who went off the board a couple of years ago that no, some people were on, but most people weren't in, in Alvin Kamara and, you know, only because we didn't see a hell of a lot of him. But um, I, I see I see flashes of that, you know. That's that style. I'm not saying he's the same back. I'm saying that style of running back. So that's, that's why I grabbed him there. Well, we'll move off Justice Hill, but I will say this. I was reading a friend of both of ours, Matt Waldman's, uh, rating on him and, and, and his comparison is yep. Reggie Reggie Bush by you know com- combining Reggie Bush yep. with Theo Riddick and he has him you know slated as a lead slash passing down back and it says could develop yep. into a lead back with uh, but most likely a big role player like a like a Theo Riddick so you got a guy that 
you know, he's probably never going to be an RB1, but a guy that can contribute. No. And then, and then Hakeem yep. Butler, you you didn't let his slide <laughs> down the uh, the NFL board. You know, you, you liked him all along. Like I said, we have these conversations a lot, yes. and, and you liked Butler. So what was it about Butler that made you uh, hold on and go ahead and take him at 113? Because the 113 was like one of those weird – you know, consolation prize picks that somehow you wound yes. up with via trade. So, so what made you take him uh, with the thirteenth overall pick? Uh, more so, the same sort of rationale behind what I was looking at running back is is wide receivers that can do everything because there's so many guys that are like big guys in this draft that are. Um, I sort of like that the go sort of guys. This is why um, I'm not a DK Metcalf fan. You know, he's got a he's got one. He's got a one trick, and it's a really good trick. But there's only one trick, and we saw what you know Belichick did to Tyreek Hill in 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 the championship game. Is that you can mate, you can you can take guys like that out. And Tyreek's got a hell of a lot more going on once the the ball's in his hand than Metcalf has. But um, I, I took it here because he he you can play him anywhere. He, he's so versatile, um, wide in the slot, line him up anywhere. He's that sort of guy. I do have a few concerns about his. Um, his drops, uh, his hand placement isn't the great all the time, but hopefully they can work on that. And look, is some of it concentration drops? Yes, some of it is. Um, sometimes he does have it spent before he's got it, but some of it's just really poor hand positioning. And if they can, you know, fix up that, uh, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to take him there. And look, it's, it, I'm sort of I'm a bit like you, Randers, is I will talk a guy that I like and I will put him uh, wherever I put him on my, I had him at number one of my wide receivers. Um, and when the opportunity to get someone, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Otherwise I'm just full of crap. And um, so I, I took him when I had the opportunity to take him. Yeah. And, and I'll pivot over to my side. Now I, I know a lot of people, we did our mock draft, the Avengers mock draft last week with a bunch of great guys. And most people were like best player available. And, and I can be that way to a degree. But I'm also a need guy. You know, I've heard this said, and, and I work in a sporting goods store, and we always have on, like, ESPN. But I break the rules. I put on Fox Sports. And when you have Fox Sports on, um, we listen to Colin Cowherd in the afternoon. And, you know, he has this, this need theory, you know, when you're drafting, need versus, you know, value. He's like, if, if you got 20 bucks and your wife sends you to the store to get, you know, milk, egg, and, and cheese, and you come back in a rake, and you try to explain with her the value of that rake... <laughs> You know, it's not going to go very far, and that that resonates with me. So in this particular league, I had needs. So I finished third in this league. Um, I lost in the semifinals to our buddies Seth and Kyle of the fellas. And points-wise, had you and I met in the finals because you beat the fellas for the championship, I would have beat you because my, my, my team, but my team let me down in the semifinals because, to put it quite frankly, this was my first foray into IDP, and I didn't have very good linebackers. I had more of that edge rusher kind of like the guys the Colts drafted to a degree, you know, guys that can get after the quarterback, yep. but not those tackle stacking, you know, point, you know, killers like uh, Luke Keekley or a, a guy like that. So I, I wanted one of those. So I traded up. I traded with, with uh, Shane Hallam, and I, I took the 109, and I drafted uh, Devin White, linebacker who wound up in Tampa Bay, should be replacing Quan Alexander, who's been a staple of linebacker play in IDP for the last few years. And uh, then you said when put your money where your mouth is. So at 204, now this is a league, again, where I needed quarterback, my three quarterbacks in this league, and that's it, super flex, and I've only got three. Two of them are really good. I've got Phil Rivers, I've got Andrew Luck, and I've got Ryan Fats Magic. Um, 
and that wasn't going to cut it. I'm, I'm sitting right there at the 204, and there's Drew Locke. Am I 100% convinced that he's going to start in 2019? I'm not 100% convinced he could, um, but, but I've liked Drew Locke the, the entire preseason. Every mock we've done, I've got him between 203 and 206. And much like you said, put your money where your mouth is. I had the opportunity. I had the need. And it was there. So, so what do you make about you know what, what do you make of my picks? Because you're the linebacker whisperer. That's what carried you to the championship. Uh, what do you think about Devin White and uh, Drew Locke? My two picks. <laughs> it, it, it's quite strange you say that because on uh, the Aussie guys pod, uh, AJ is the big IDP guy. Like I'm often saying to AJ, uh, what about this guy? I even did it in this draft. You know, what's available? Got this pick here later in the like round six, round five. What's available? Um, in the end, I should have listened to him. Maybe if I wanted to be safe, but I, I didn't with my pick at, at number five. Um, but I, I think he did really well. I, my, I was I was all over your pick. I thought it would, he would have fallen to me. Uh, I was sitting there waiting. I, I was going to add to my already <laughs> pretty pretty stacked linebacking core, which I, I uh, went really hard after last season. Um, but I, I like that pick, and mate. If, if you needed if you need a um, a quarterback, which you did, uh, AJ came along and he went and what traded up and got the first three picks. Uh, <laughs> he, but by the he way, took Tyler, Tyler Murray and Haskins. So people after loved, that, it's like people. Okay. Lo- I don't mean to cut you off, but people love trade talks. But since you brought it up, I love that trade. I know some people are going to say that he didn't get enough, but really. AJ had one quarterback in this league. He had Baker. Yes. He had Baker Mayfield, yep. and, and he had a lot of needs. He was a team that wasn't contending, and he basically traded Melvin Gordon and Will Fuller, and he got the first, second, and third picks in this draft. And yep. you, know, you, you want to no, talk about, you want to talk about fixing right. your, your roster? He got Kyler Murray. He took Dwayne Haskins, and he took TJ Hawkinson. Again, I'll harken back to the format. Uh, Tied in premium, must start two. And it was just came out today on Roto World, which surprise, surprise, you take a player eighth overall, he's probably going to be your week one starter. But the Lions have already named TJ Hawkinson as a as a week one starter. So I, I think oh, I, I, I think AJ I think AJ turned that into uh, pure, pure gold for him because he probably wasn't going to compete this year. Melvin Gordon's got a history of knee injuries. He's going into his fifth overall season. Uh, we know that the running back career window is not that wide. And he's, you know, barring that one or both of Haskins and Murray pans out, and I think Hawkinson's going to be great. I think I think he hit a home run to move an aged, even though a stud, an aged stud running back, and a guy like Will Fuller to uh, to fix your biggest issues and not have to move a bunch of your 2020 draft capital. I think uh, AJ hit it out of the park. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, I thought that was a really smart move. Yeah, he actually asked me what, is, what did I think. No, not that that was going to change his mind. I said, mate, hell, hell yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? You get the first three picks uh, and, and you fill needs that you have. And, and everybody should look at that when they're, when they're drafting. Like in, in this draft, as you said, I went all offense because my defense is good. Um, and that probably what won me the championship last year in the weeks that – you know, we saw the NFL as far as fantasy goes. You know, pretty much, you know, was was in the toilet uh, offensively, uh, and my defense guys came through as they did in the final. I think all all five linebackers that I started and safeties scored me, you know, twenty five plus points, um, which really helped. Some of them in the thirties. So, um, and he had needs, and and he drafted needs. Hence, why I drafted for um, 
for all offense because really my offense is is ordinary. <laughs> it's ordinary. Well, well, I was let, very let, lucky to win last year. <laughs> well, well let, me, let me talk about the guy you took at, at 203. So I, you had 203. I had yep. 204 and 205. I already mentioned I took a lock at four. But at 203. Well, I sniped you, did I? Yeah. To a degree, I, I, I even, even, even if you, had you had not taken so at the two hundred three, I'll uh, end the suspense. G took Paris Campbell, newest Indianapolis Colt. Yes. Everybody knows what a what a Colts fan that I am, but I as much as I would have loved to have had him, I maybe would have taken him at two hundred five. I guess I had two hundred four and two hundred five. I could have taken those two in whatever order I wanted to. But you took Campbell. What did you see in him that uh, made you want to take him over who I took at two hundred five, which was Debo Samuel? Um, landing spot straight away, like, but you, you get you get stuck in that landing spot. In in a in a, would you say you're more you, you've been the Colts fan? Would it be a a position of need for for the Colts? Sort uh, of that uh, underneath 100%. sort of fast guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I've looked at that. No, I was, just, I was just going to say that 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 was a hundred percent a great pick. Uh, T. Y. Hilton is still a fast guy, but he's not like what he was seven years ago. So I think T.Y. is obviously clearly the number one option in the offense. But I will say this, before you get back to your uh, your breakdown of Campbell, I think if, if you held your Colts, if you held Marlon Mack, if you held Naheem Hines, if you held uh, Ebron and Doyle. Jordan and, Wilkins? And, 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 yeah, uh, Jordan Wilkins. I mean, Mack's not the healthiest cat around. He's missed games both both of his first two seasons with some hamstring issues. And uh, I'm still not a fan of Mack. Sorry, Mark. I, you know what? I have a lot more Wilkins than Mac, so I I can go either I can go either way with this, but I think the Colts' offensive skill positions. But there there's a great role for him, and I think Frank Reich being an offensive minded head coach. Obviously, we've got a great quarterback in Andrew Luck. I think they're going to put this guy in some really awesome positions. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, so I'll go back to my question before I got a little sidetracked by my fandom. Uh, what, what what did you see in Campbell that 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 made you want him over Debo? Because I'll talk about Debo when you finish. Um, I think I did. Had did you take Debo, or had Debo already gone before I picked Campbell? You, I, I think Debo had already left, no, left it, the board. Had he? No, it went Campbell, Locke, Debo. So you you had your choice. Uh, okay, two. look. Yep. Yep. No, uh, it would have been it would have been landing spot. Would have been, uh, and with the player that he's like, we haven't seen what Paris Campbell can do yet. To be honest, in in the offense that he was in, um. I know you're a big fan of uh, Terry M- M- McLaurin. I think I pronounced his last name correctly, but I, I, I saw I, I see uh, Paris Campbell is better and and far faster. You look at, but just go look at his tape, and when he gets the ball in his hand, there, there'll be three or four defensive players in front of him, and the way that he bursts through the hole uh, and gets round guys, and just the, the sheer pace. Um, he, he's really going to, with with um, Andrew Lark, he's going to really light up the middle of the field, I think. And I think the Colts, what they, they really relied on, on tight ends last year to, to move the ball down down through that area. And I think he's going to be the, the sort of, and, and what, look, most tight ends, mate, once the ball's in the hand, Randers, that's, you know, um, unless you're fan, uh, I'm, not, I'm not that sold on fan either, but... Um, He's going to do stuff after he gets the ball in his hands, and we saw what he can do at his at the pro day and at the combine, um, route running wise. Just just go and have a look at his his route running. Just I know it's only pro days and stuff like that, but it gives you an idea of of how quick this guy moves, 
and how it changes direction. We just we haven't seen that yet, and I think you'll see it uh, under Riken with Andrew Luck throwing the ball. I, I love the I love the pick, and I would have taken him had you went Debo, but I absolutely love Debo. I think he is a stud. I don't ever want to compare anyone to Steve Smith because Steve Smith was the the epitome of a junkyard dog. Um, I, I, yeah. Mean, nasty. Uh, the best comparison I heard to Debo was Golden Tate. The way he can produce after the ball. He's a little bit older. He's 23, but he's 5'11". He's 2'14". He's rocked up. He, he's, he's a big guy, and I love that draft capital. If I remember correctly, third wide receiver overall off the board. Um 85th percentile spark score, yeah. which just means he's, he's super athletic. Again, a little old, but I, I love – and everybody's like, are you worried about <laughs> – <are, are, laughs> But is that you find it weird that we say 23, a little old? He's 23. My uh, 50. Well, not, I'd love not, to be 23 and that old. <laughs> he, he's, he's not old as in relationship to the earth. He's just old as in relation to his, <laughs> no. uh, his, uh, his fellow uh, draft class. He's – I, I love this guy. But he's not even at that athletic peak, are they? These guys don't reach, won't reach their athletic peak till they're about 20, what, 26? Some male reaches yeah. their athletic peak, 25, 6, 7, sort of in that range. You know, like, mate, this is, you, you pick him up, you've got him for, if he's good, you've got him for the next six years, Randers, in a, you know, in, in a, uh, in a league. That's enough. By then, you're sort of moving on. And if you haven't traded him already for something, you know, uh, the new shiny uh, toy. Well, I, I want to run through your, your last four real quick, and we won't, you know, last as long. Yep. But you went Daryl Henderson, uh, a, a player that yes. the Ra- the Rams took awful early. Um, Jalen Hurd, mm-hmm. who I know you've been a big I fan why. of. I uh, we're, I think you're going to tell us Preston Williams, who, who, <laughs> who uh, and, and then Bruce Anderson. Yep. So so give us a little bit on Henderson, Jalen, uh, Preston, and uh, Mr. Bruce Anderson. Bruce. Well, I need. <laughs> I needed uh, I needed I needed running backs. Um, I, I needed to stockpile running backs. So I went and took Anderson. And, and look, the reason I took Anderson, as I've been saying, and I think we've spoken about this, Ran, is that if I had Todd Gurley shares, mate, if you haven't sold them now, you're probably getting less for the dollar. You, you're a bit like the Australian dollar uh, twelve months, uh, two years ago against the American. We were actually getting more, and now we're down to about seventy two cents of the US dollar. So. Um, it's, it's sort of the same sort of thing. You probably you probably might have missed the boat because trust me, I've just had a shoulder operation about four months ago, and I found out that um, I have absolutely no cartilage left on the ball of my shoulder, and I have to use it for work. And I'm, you know, I know how sore it is all the time, mate. And I'm not running on it. I'm not putting all my weight on it. I'm not cutting on it. I'm not constant. It's not. Uh, you know, it doesn't have. Well, Say what's the way to say the two two twenty back, mate? When you cut, there's more force going through than two hundred and twenty pounds, and when you run, um, so I just I just think that uh, Henderson was a really good pick. Now, obviously, I don't know what they about John Kelly because he didn't get a run at all last year. We, I, he may have been injured for part of the season. They bring in CJ. What CJ Henderson did yeah, behind that line, uh, and Daryl Henderson is a hell of a lot better than CJ Henderson. Um, and, and not big, as fat tough, physical mate. all right so uh, that was my that was my reasoning just like early I don't know I think they must seriously be regretting paying him all that money now uh, I, I think you're right because they're they're hitched to him I think it's through at least 2021 or 2022 yep. 
with with guaranteed money. The other player I wanted to talk to you about was Preston Williams. I believe he was an undrafted free agent signed to Miami, but this could could be special. Not a good landing spot. uh, You know, who else else is he competing with? He's competing with... Tank Fatua! Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. They 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 just traded. I mean, and you know what? Maybe they could. They just traded up the 62nd overall pick for Josh Rosen. Um, I'm trying to work out a deal with the fellas right now. I've got Fitzmagic and I've got Fitzmagic and Locke, and they've got uh, Flacco and Rosen. And I'm trying to work something out with them to where I can I can lock up either. I don't care which one. I don't think either situation is great, but I, I'd like to have both at mine. Um, I want to get your opinion on, on my fourth overall pick. And I will say this before I, I jump to him real quick. I did take Dawson Knox yep. in the middle. Remember the, the scoring format. I've, yes. liked, I've liked Dawson yep. Knox the, the entire uh, leading up to time, leading up to the NFL draft. And I don't think the Buffalo landing spot was by you know any means New England or New Orleans. But this is a team that's still looking for offensive playmakers. And the only guys in front of him are, are Croom and Croft. And I think this guy's yep. easily talent, talented enough to get on the field straight away. But the guy I want to talk to you about was a guy I got in the third round, um, newly drafted wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. What did your uh, your film analysis tell you on J.J.? Oh, I wish I had had that with me, mate. But uh, I – look, I actually – believe it or not, I actually weighed, weighed him up taking him before you did. Um, with one with one of my picks, uh, he's we we have a lot of we have a lot of wide receivers this year, Randy. That are, are they are they more movable tight ends than they are wide receivers? I, I, like, th- I, I think you, there are a lot of guys that that blur that line. Like I just mentioned, Dawson Knox. Yes. you mentioned Noah yep. Fant. I think T.J. Yep. Hawkinson's more of a tight end in the traditional sense of a tight end, in that he can really block. Same with Irv Smith yep. Jr. I didn't love Earth his. Smith, I, did, love I, I didn't. Smith. Didn't love his landing spot. Um, no. But you know. But but dude, JJ Arcega Whiteside. I mean, he's competing for targets. Um, they do have good tight ends there in Philadelphia, obviously with Goddard and Ertz. But Alshon Jeffrey's thirty years old. He's always hurt. Always a hammy. Always a soft tissue. Last year it was an off-season shoulder surgery. They just brought in uh, Deshaun Jackson, who's I think 34, 35. And then Nelson Aguilar, who they're looking to trade, allegedly. I mean, here's the thing. Who in both Dynasty and the real NFL are giving you much for Nelson Aguilar, especially at what he's being paid right now? But I don't know how much J.J. Arcega-Whiteside helps me in 2019, but I think in 2020, 2021, I think this guy's going to be a beast. I love the way he high points the football. Uh, he's faster than, than, than we thought. So I, I'm really excited for him. And then my guy, I've been preaching him all off season. I said he's my 2019 Cooper Cup, and that's yep. Terry McLaren. Yes, uh, he's your boy. He is my boy. And it was funny, Dwayne Haskins, when he was drafted 15th overall to the Redskins, he was like, you got to get me one of my guys. And you know what? They did. They got him Terry McLaren in the third round with the 12th pick of the third round. That's some... That's some pretty solid NFL draft capital. It's like I believe it's the 76th overall pick. So I don't think this guy's ever going to be confused with like Juju or like an Antonio Brown or a DeAndre Hopkins. But this is a guy that I think, you know, once he gets fully acclimated to the NFL, and besides when his quarterback is, is frantic and the chips are down, who are you going to? You're going to the guy that you know. Exactly. You're going to the guy that you can trust. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll fling it to Terry. Terry's always open. That's my guy. You know what I mean? He's, he's well, competing with Josh yeah. Dox. And what was you going to say? 
No, I, I, I totally agree with everything you said. And I oh, look, I when we spoke about him, you asked me for. A, I gave you a comparison, and I didn't hear back from him. Yeah, so I, I probably figured you didn't like my comparison. But I, I thought he's, which is not a bad comparison because everybody everybody thinks Christian Kirk's a player, and I thought he was Christian Kirk, but just he's quicker in all in all aspects of his game. I, I thought the reason I probably maybe size, but also his catch radius is very similar to Christian Kirk's. Like he's not a he's not a sort of go up and get a, a guy, you know, player. But that's not why you draft him, is it? You, you sort of draft him for that in and under. He's, he's tough as nails. Uh, he's uh, he seriously is, and he'll be on the ground. He'll play probably play special teams for them. Oh, he's a special teams ace. That was uh, one of the things yeah. that like uh, guys like Mel Kuyper thought he could go. Uh, Mel, I think he's got too much hairspray on the hair. hair. Oh. I, I, I I like Mel, but at one point he had yeah. he had him mocked uh, at the uh, one twenty at the uh, the 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 first round, the twenty sixth overall pick to the Colts, and I I knew that wasn't happening. I was like, I love Terry McLaren, but I don't think anyone yeah. loves him enough to make him a first rounder. But he is a great special teams guy, and what I, I, I like wide receivers in this vein of, in the NFL, guys around six foot six foot one that have that college. And in some cases, professional punt returner to them, which Terry McLaren yes, has. Yes, love it. He's got four yep. three five speed. Um, he he's an elite athlete, and um, I would have loved to have seen him wound up with Andrew Luck, but that's okay. I'm uh, I'm more than happy to uh, have him on my team. And the, and then uh, next round, I went defense. I went uh, Cleveland Farrell, Oakland Raiders. It's hard to pass up uh, defensive ends. Like I don't have an elite one of those either. Like you guys with the Bosa brothers or. Um, Watt or clowning, you guys were clowning me without a uh, without a uh, defensive end. So I so I, I I took him late in the draft, and then my last guy. It's just I I don't have much tape. I don't have much to say. Miles Gaskin taken real late to the Miami Dolphins in the seventh round. Again, I I, I know he's not great. I I know he's not great. Um, but I I look at who he's. Uh, you know, competing, competing with against. he's he's competing yep. against Kenyon Drake, which I don't know if the new coaching you know regime will hate him as much as the old coaching regime, and then Kalen Balage, um, you know, not not really highly rated by our friend, you know, Matt Waldman ran a high four five eight you know forty, um, okay metrics, I, I, just a guy that I, I, I call it a hunch. That's all that I can say. It's a hunch. He was my last pick. He was like the six oh eight or whatever. He wasn't wasn't super highly drafted, but he was a guy that I felt like throwing a dart on. Basically, he's just that sort of small, shifty sort of back. Um, that that that's awesome. There's another guy that put the ball in his hands in in you know between tackles, you know, taking it out wide and in open space. He's 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 hard to put your hands on. He's just. Uh, I was going to say Darren Sproles, but I don't want to. I don't Darren Sproles. But I don't want to say that because of what he's accomplished. But so that sort of sort of sort of Teflon covered sort of small guy. That that that's how I saw Miles Gaskin, and I was surprised he actually went that. Did he get? Did he get drafted in the yes. draft, or did he go undrafted? No, he was. Uh, the, he was. He was drafted, he in, drafted? The, in the seventh round. I get, See, I, when you get when you get down there, Randers, you just wish that no one had, when six seventh round, you just be going, don't draft me because I don't want to. I'll probably land somewhere where there's like four guys in front of me. You'd rather just hopefully end up like someone that that I drafted. You, you brought up like Preston Williams. Well, then you get like I think he had like eight, nine, ten teams ring him up. His agents saying, "Mate, come, 
can we sign you up down here? And then you get a choice of where you go. And there are a lot of guys like that. Um, was there anybody, I, I know it's hard to have this conversation because waivers haven't ran in this league yet, but that's yep. all right. You, you and I have been pretty gentlemanly between each other. Like uh, you you could have taken McLaren in front of me. I know you could have, but you didn't. And, uh, oh, you, I didn't. You, we, we, no, no. We're pretty gentlemanly yeah, like no, that. So, so if Man you tell me, word. yeah, if you tell me some of the guys that, that you're looking at, I'll, I'll tell you some of mine. Who are you looking at uh, from the offensive side of the ball? Because the majority of our listeners are uh, offensive only players. Are, are there a couple of guys that you uh, you have written down little uh, little G's notebook? I actually don't think I have any room left on my roster. I haven't even uh, I haven't even looked at the waivers. Um, Maybe Elijah Holyfield would be someone you sort of looked at. Oh, the combine killed him, like absolutely killed him. Um, but when you watch his tape, he, he's someone if you mate, you got a spot. Who knows? He runs hard. He's 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 a lot shiftier and a lot like quicker in in shorter areas than he is. Like he has no long speed at all. Um, that that's probably that's just someone mate off the top of my head I can think of at the moment. But can I just before. Before you give me your waiver, guys, can I just say that I picked up Preston Williams, who went undrafted. Now, he he, he didn't get drafted because of his off-field. Um, it was an assault charge um, against, I think it was against a woman. Um, I, I know he I had, don't, I, I don't I, know. I believe so. I don't know what, but he had legal was troubles this, of some sort. He did, yeah. Look, and it, it wasn't, yeah. And I think that... A lot of people said that it probably dropped him in the draft, but it, it dropped him all the way out. But it, there's a guy that got to you know, choose where he wanted to go. I don't know why he went to Miami, maybe because you know, what's in front of him is absolutely nothing. And just just going for people that just because he didn't get drafted, don't draft, don't not look at him in your um, dynasty draft because this is a guy that was. Well, I think on his numbers, he, he would have been possibly the top ten of all wide receivers in the country. Mate, I, I think he had something ridiculous like maybe, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, around, maybe around about 90 catches, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'm trying to think around about 13, 1,400 yards. And he's well into the double figures of touchdowns. And I, I know, you know, with quarterback play, that ain't great. And the guy, as far as wide receivers go, and you look at all the big wide receivers, mate, he is, he's in my top five of wide receivers in this class. Um, he can do, he can do it all, I, especially in light of what's happened with this dumbass lately. But you know, uh, he, he has like a yeah. like like a tired not, not not the same game, but like the same story. A guy who yep. you know could have been one of the top three. Antonio Callaway. We can use Antonio Callaway as another guy who when, when another example had, had he not had uh, some dumbassness to him in college yep. in his younger days. This is a guy who could have went way earlier. I'll hit you with three names and I'll let you get back to work. Um, luckily you're, <laughs> luckily you're self uh, self-employed and your boss isn't that big of a prick. Um, I'll, I'll give you three. I'll, I'll hit you with Greg Dortch signed with the New York Jets. Uh, there's not a ton there that, that really impresses me and the Jets didn't draft anybody, which a, Hey, thumbs up for my boy, Robbie Anderson. Yep. But you know, you got Quincy and Noon were there. They signed Crowder from Washington. They still have Herndon. Um, dude, Greg Dortch is fast and I know he's small and he's. Deep. And he's he's dinky. He's, tiny, he's, he's, a, he's a little, but you know what? So is Marquise Brown, who went in the second round of both of the rookie drafts that I'm going with. It's the new NFL. I've said this before in the podcast. I haven't said it in conversation with you that with the new pass interference rule, I'm telling you, even these smaller guys, 
defensive backs are going to have a, a much they're going to be much less willing to put hands on these guys because they know that they can get called for um, a review on pass interference and it's I'm, I'm telling you watch how it changes the rules so I'm going to spend a couple of bucks on Greg Dortch. I am a fan. And then I'll hit you with uh, with two running backs. One is Travis Homer. He wound up in Seattle with the Seahawks. I mean, I, I, I know they like Chris Carson. I like Chris Carson. But, you know, he couldn't catch a cold. And then they have Rashad Penny. I'm not a big fan. I know he had actual NFL first-round draft capital. I, I'm not not impressed. Yeah, no, no one makes a mistake on their first round pick, mate. No, I, very rarely, <laughs> except, except about thirty percent of NFL first rounders actually hit. And uh, so, so Travis Homer, uh, Matt Waldman really liked him as a passing down specialist. And the other one is Tony Pollard. Now Dallas picked up two backup running backs. Uh, one. Was uh, two guys, mate. Yeah. I don't have my sheets on me. You're yeah. killing me. Uh, in, in, I, I have the luxury of being at home. Uh, the 15 hour time, <laughs> the 15 hour time difference uh, plays in my favor this time, friend. But uh, to, they, they they drafted Tony Pollard and they drafted someone else, uh, more of that thumper. And that person uh, eludes me, and I'm not going to pause the show to find out. But I really like Tony Pollard, especially as as a pass catcher. So, so th- there's there's a name, and, and one other one is uh, he's a little bit higher, a little bit more of a known name. He'll be drafted in almost all your rookie drafts. Is Trayvon Williams wasn't really a fan, yes, but but I think so. So Giovanni Bernard, I had this conversation earlier um, with JD of the Goat District, and um, Giovanni Bernard is due four point five million dollars this year. He can be cut for seven hundred and fifty grand in dead cap, and they also drafted Rodney Anderson. I, and Cincinnati is a notoriously cheap team, notoriously cheap. So I could see them wanting to save about three and a half million bucks and sending Geo down the road. So those were some of mine. Gee, I could keep you all day, but I'm going to let you get back to work. And uh, listen, I just want to uh, thank you listeners for tuning in for a little bonus edition. This is what the Patreon show, when we get that up and running here in about a week, is what it's going to sound like. Ooh. I'm just going to talk with uh, G. And uh, not always G, but it, but it might be Nate. It might be JD of the Goat District. It just might be me rambling for 15, 20, in this case, almost 45 minutes. So, G, uh, I know you guys just wrapped up your pre-NFL Combine series uh, a week ago. All that's on iTunes, I know, because that's where I listen. You guys broke down each position pre-Combine. What are, your, uh, what are you and AJ's plans for this uh, post-NFL draft podcast season? Um, uh, mate, but we're pretty relaxed here, mate. We sort of fly by the seat of our pants. Uh, um, but no, we, we're going to get a, we're going to get a few people on. I know we've got uh, Matt Warman to come on. Uh, look, we AJ's um, father was was uh, sick uh, for a couple of months and then uh, passed away not that long ago. And um, it, the podcast sort of went on a hiatus a little bit uh, for that because in the end it's only a podcast and family will always come first above everything else. And, um, so a few of our guests we had to, um, unfortunately put off, but, uh, we'll get guys like Matt Waldman. We're going to get you on Randers, um, with, uh, Jake and we're going to discuss and, uh, have it out. Uh, if you, uh, as I said to Jake, if you don't mind being called, uh, being called on some bullshit sometimes on our pod, that's what, um, He'll, he'll get. So that's why we're just going to get a few guests on, talk about where landing spots. Um, we'll talk to you about like where, how it impacts the veterans on the team, obviously. 
because as we all know, mate, we've all got a, a full you know board of uh, veterans on our uh, dynasty teams that we're wondering what the hell we're going to do with them now, uh, whether or not you, we get rid of them, whether or not we keep them, um, trade them away, try and even load up on some 2020 draft picks, which I've noticed in a lot of our um, dynasty leagues, people already um, are doing that. I've even seen some 20, 2021. <laughs> um, uh, there's probably a particular quarterback in mind that everybody has. But, um, yeah, that's that's about it, mate. We're just going to get guests on and talk about the, the ramifications of landing spots and how it affects everybody else uh, that's already on your roster. Well, listen, man, he is uh, my Australian brother. He is G of, of uh, at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter uh, of the podcast. And we'll get him back on. You'll hear me on their show. So uh, on behalf of G, without Jerry, uh, this is Memphis. And we'll see you tomorrow with another special guest uh, for our regular scheduled edition of the Dynasty Warzone. We'll see you tomorrow.